Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. And my dad is so amazing. I'm like, Dad, I lost your dead mother's wedding ring. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, shit happens. Hi, and welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where... I would absolutely 100% get into a hot tub with a holdy author. Stephanie? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so my name, my name is Amy Archer, and I am your host. I'm here with my BFF, my wife, the gravy to my French fry, Steph. Hi. What's up, girl? What's up? So you had a birthday. I did. And, and tell, tell everyone where you went. Okay. So my husband, it was actually his Christmas present. Um, mm-hmm. I got him tickets at Christmas time and it just so happened to fall on my birthday. But we went to um, <laughs> Red Bank, New Jersey to see Ancient Aliens live. And it was amazing. <laughs> was it really? We had so much fun. I mean, okay. Patrick loves aliens and whatever. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But Giorgio Sukalos, the guy with the crazy hair was there. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot mm-hmm. of fun. We had a really good time. I know nothing about that show. Oh my god, it's amazing! You would like it. You really would. Timmy would love it. Timmy likes it. It's a great. It's something we don't watch together. And now that we don't have cable, like we just don't watch it. Um, we've been watching it since it started. It's ridiculous. We've he's watched like every episode a hundred million times, but it was fun. I mean, it's silly, but we had a really good time. It It rained away, right? Well, no, because it fucking poured all day long yes it did it poured all day long we couldn't walk anywhere like we wanted to like spend the day near the beach like for the weekend or whatever we couldn't do that because it rained it was it was a crappy day but we made the best of it um yeah you know little aliens some cocktails all afternoon so that was fun good time um and how long did it take you to drive the what should have been two hours home uh, about four hours. It's awesome. <laughs> the rain was great. Um, Don't you the visi- fucking love that? Yeah. The visibility on the highway was just awesome. You know, I was going mm. like 35 the whole way home. It was be- it was actually really treacherous. It was psychotic. I text you and I was like, make sure you text me when you get home because I was worried. Like it's so – and I'm like a little old lady. Like I won't drive in weather anymore. Um, this is something that's changed in me. And so I was like, oh, my God, she's so brave. <laughs> she's I would have so been like, we're getting a hotel. <laughs> you know that I love to drive in conditions. Yeah. Don't you remember yeah, we you used do. to drive my dad to chemo in yes. Philadelphia, which is like, a, yeah. it was like two, two and a half hours. And the first time we drove down there was in like one of the biggest snowstorms that they had nope. in like years. And it took us 12 and a half hours to get there. It was awful. I was crying on the side of the turnpike because I had to pee so bad I thought I was going (laughs) to die. It was – but, I mean, we laugh at it now, but it was actually, like, it was traumatizing. Did you ever pee your pants as an adult? No. Did you? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I did. I got really drunk one time in my 20s and passed out and peed my pants. Oh, no. I've never done that. I hope my mom's proud of me hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Donna. Hey, Donna. In my defense, I was like 22. Like, I didn't know how oh, well, to you're not an adult. alcohol. That was not an right. adult. No right. one's an adult at 22. You're not an adult till you're like 30. I'm sorry. You're not an adult until you're 40. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I would say for me it was – I mean, I mean, let's be real. Not really. But I think 
it should be when you're 30 because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Your relationships are all bullshit. You're figuring out who you are still. You may or may not be getting married and having kids and no one knows how to do that. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. My kids are 20. Oh my God. You and I, our daily conversations are, please help me through this. Yes. Please tell me my kid is not a nightmare. Please Please. talk me off a ledge. (laughs) How did I screw this up so bad? Both ways. Like we are just constantly reassuring each other. Yes. Um, Guys. You may notice that my voice sounds like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Ooh. I am sick. Yeah. Well, this weather has yeah. been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So today we're covering Tiny Beautiful Things, Episode 7, entitled Go. All right. So let me just ask you very generally, how did you feel about the ending of this? Because we've done 7 and 8. Like, don't give too much away, but like, were you happy? Were you satisfied? I was satisfied. Did I felt like it redeemed itself, right? Because totally we were like... In five and six, we were kind of like, what is happening? Where is this going? Yes. By episode eight, I'm like- I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in. Yep, Mm -hmm. I was all in. Yeah. So we pick up on um, them in the cab, and Mm. Sugar is reading a montage of letters all about when you should leave a marriage or a partnership or a relationship. And all of these voices are kind of this cacophony of like, when is it okay to go? When should I go? Mm -hmm. Oh, cacophony? I haven't had to use that in a long time. It's morning and Ray is is happy to see Claire and Danny in the same bed. He's looking hot. He is looking hot. hot. She gives them the check from Uncle Lucas. And later, Claire is getting ready to go to a writer's conference. And Danny is questioning her about the Uber driver. He also says, Ray is asking acting all cagey and I want to know who dropped off the money like I want to know who's in my house yeah for sure she looks like a deer in headlights with the super driver situation I know she's not good at lying like she's Girl, not need pulling, to learn to lie seriously she is not pulling this shit off at all like come like, on I'm not skilled in lying about the big things but oh. like this was a nothing burger nothing happened right. here just well, be like I don't know the guy's a douchebag whatever yeah. Um, Claire says, everything's good, Danny. Like, you're happy. I'm happy. The money's paid back. We're sleep. We had sex. We're sleeping in the same bed. Like, let's just be happy. She's trying real hard to convince him that they're good. Yes. Yep. And he's not buying it. And then my girl Amy shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I love her so I much. I love her too. Oh my God. She's got some jerky. Some CBD lollies, mm-hmm. and they're jamming out to some Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Mm-hmm. Now, this brought me back because when I first started driving, I had a 1976 Chevette scooter. Oh my god! That my dad literally paid fifty dollars for, <gasps> and it didn't have a radio. So we used to take a boombox, and Stop. we used to bring Tom Petty's greatest hits. Oh my god! It's like the best. And we would just be playing American Girl, driving around in that Chevette. That was it. Is there anyone on the planet that hasn't had like an era of their life with Tom Petty? I feel like everyone has. Oh, he's so good. Tom Petty is, you know, I always thought it was like a very Scranton, Northeast PA obsession. Mm -mm. But he transcends socioeconomic levels he's amazing it's still i saw him twice and he's still it's definitely one of like my favorite concerts ever he was really amazing to see live yeah good time all right 
Okay. Love them. So they're jamming out to Tom Petty, and then we get a flashback of Claire and her mom. They're on spring break, and they're Mm. like, they want to go somewhere. And the mom's like, look, let's save up. We'll go somewhere great your senior year. Now we know she dies their senior year. This spring break, so that's not happening. Then they get into an accident, Mm. which is clearly Claire's fault. Like she ram, like my gram would say, ramrods right into the guy. It was totally her fault. It was totally her fault. Totally. Can we talk about something? Mm-hmm. This... My gram's use of the word ramrod? Well, your gram's use of everything couldn't <laughs> get any better, truly. Like, I, I don't know. She's mm-hmm. all the way up here, you know? Um, I need to understand the person um, that works for this show that mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a good idea to put beautiful Merritt Weaver in that hideous like yellow horrid western shirt what was that well i think it's it's the classic like poor people don't know how to dress but that's not true no it's not true at all i hate it it really aggravates me because merit weaver she would not wear that and neither would would this, this mom wouldn't have worn it either she wasn't that weird no yeah maybe it was maybe she took it home with her from filming that western show she was in what was the Western oh, show? No. We talked about this. Wait. Yes. Uh, I forget. We, we mentioned it. Yeah. I forget the name of it now. Godless? Godless, thank you. Maybe she brought it home with her. And was like, oh, this is a really good idea? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they were wearing yellow. It was like bright yellow, big bird Western. I hated it. But Maybe not. Again. Maybe not. Okay, so Claire goes all aggro. Now, the guy who she hit, we see, is her first husband, mm-hmm. Jess. She's all aggro on him. Like, how dare you? And this is me, 100%. I've told you this. Whenever I get into a car accident, which hasn't been a lot, or I get hurt in some way, I turn into this angry meatball where I'm just freaking out on people. I literally hate Cursing, you. screaming, telling people I will come to your house and murder you. Like, well, this is how angry I get. You know. Okay. So do you remember when we worked at the television station together? When it was still in Scranton, I was taking the boys to daycare in the morning. And we yes. were right in front of the hospital. And yes. some guy in a purple Jeep ran a stop sign and broadsided me. Yes. And my kids were like, I don't know, six or seven months old. And I got out of my car and punched him in the face. Like I attacked I him. You punched him? Yes. I was like, you fucking bastard. I'm like, I okay. have babies in my car. Are you crazy? And like, I like, I didn't punch him, but I like, I like hit him like through his window. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a raving lunatic. Mm. Who, who do I think I am? I should have been arrested for assault. No, that him. happened to me. I was pregnant and I was on Mulberry Street, and some college girl in a big Escalade rear-ended me, and I got out and I pulled her out of that car, and I was oh. screaming and calling her name. Yeah, I did yeah. end up because I felt he was like all apologetic, only to find out that he was rushing to the hospital because like someone was dying, and like oh. it was just like an, a series of unfortunate events. And mm-hmm. he hit me, and I went ape shit because you know I was a, mo- a new mom and I had babies in the back of my car. Of course, of course. And I did end up. I wrote him an apology letter oh, and I mailed nice. it to him. I'm like, I'm that so sorry nice. that I hit you. <laughs> But my point is, I totally see Claire in this point. Like, she's, she, or, yeah, young Claire. Yeah, she yeah, knows yeah. that she's at fault. But, like, she's just so pissed off. I know. That he stopped and she hit him. 
I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I get it. So Merritt Weaver is like, dude, chill out. Yeah. This our fault. We're going to pay for this. It's okay. We'll get second jobs. We'll get third jobs. We'll do whatever we have to do. Yeah. Oh, so Jess is like, let's exchange numbers and I'll help you get the car fixed. And Merritt Weaver knows immediately what's, what's happening. happening. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, yeah, give me your mm-hmm. phone number. Like okay. any mother would. Mm-hmm. Current day Claire says, this is the best birthday present ever. She says to Amy in the car, a writing retreat mm-hmm. with legendary writer Hayes McKeon. Something. Right? Yeah. We also learn... Now, I want to correct myself. Ooh. Because in an earlier episode, I said Claire was two days shy of her 40th birthday, but I misheard. She is two days shy of her 50th because Amy said, you only have two days left in your 40s. Oh, right. Which makes much more sense. That makes much more sense. But it doesn't make sense in the timeline. No. Because that means, I did the math, that means Claire would have had to have been 31 when she had Ray. The flashback, Claire did not look like she was 31. No. No, she looked like she was like a college student. Like, yes. I thought she was like 20. Yes, 22-ish. I did too. Well, so if she was in her sophomore year of college when she met Jess, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody come at us. This just doesn't seem to add up. No, it doesn't. All right. But anyway, she it should be It actually really doesn't. Because you're right. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have Mm-mm. caught up. I don't think I would have picked up on that, but you're totally And right. I'm being generous. I'm saying Ray is 19. Ray is probably really only 16 or 17, which would make Claire even older when she had her. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, look at that. Like if Ray is 16, Claire would have been 34. Mm. She didn't strike me as 34. No. All right. No, so- because she make they make a point like to say how like neither one of them were very far in their careers right like Danny we're talking like he was 15 right there's like a like a whole decade of time that kind of evaporated from yes. this story yeah right yep. yeah but i didn't pick up on that watching it so they discuss amy and claire discuss the misogyny of male authors oh. <sighs> i'm there girl Amy announces she's getting an offer from Random House and it's for $85,000. And I feel seen because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this happens. I mean, this just happens when you're a writer. Sometimes you just have to watch your peers like succeed and get these great book deals. And Mm -hmm. you just didn't, you know, and you just have to like feel sorry for them. It's a, it's a weird feeling. I totally get it. So, because for a long time, when you're like just starting out as a writer, you're all in the same boat and you're all paddling, you know, just yeah. as ferociously against the tide. For sure. And then to see somebody just go, Fing, it's, it's I know. Tough. I thought of you with this, and like when mm-hmm. we were, when I watched this episode, I thought of you. It's really tough. So Claire is struggling with this, and I get it because we learn later that she had gotten a book deal, but mm-hmm. she never delivered the book. So there you go. So they get to the retreat and they are booked into the wrong workshop. They're in the empty chair workshop writing about abandonment. And I'm thinking this is where she needs to be. hundred percent. Yes. Turns out Amy could not get them into the haze. So her plan was into the haze workshop. So her plan is go to this one, leave, and then sneak into the haze. No, but, but uh, the workshop. whole point, the leaving was pretend you don't like it. Remember? And I had to crack up because as I'm watching it, 
and the woman in the abandonment workshop was talking to Claire. I swear to God, for like a whole probably 45 seconds, I thought that that woman was Mama June. Oh, Mama June. She looked like Mama June from that that show. You know oh, who it is. Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Yeah, but Mama June. Okay. So flashback. We meet Jess's family and they have a lot of money. And his parents went to grad school. And while they were in grad school, they made a decision to buy one piece of art every year. <laughs> and I'm kind of seeing like, because you and I were struggling with what does she see in Jess? But I kind of see it now. It's the classic, like, take me away from this. Yes. He comes yeah. from, like, cookie cutter mm-hmm. family. Yeah. They don't, you know, struggle for money and mm-hmm. to pay bills. And, like, you can just see that he has a very comfortable life. But I yes. also felt very bad for her in this moment because she feels very judged. And, like, for being poor, I feel like. And yes, I agree me. 100%. 100%. I feel like I grew up a lot like she did. Yeah. You know, we didn't have much and, you know, whatever. Yep. It's a whole thing. But I I really I, – I saw that. That was – I saw that too. But luckily, like, I have always dated and married guys who are of a similar socioeconomic mm-hmm. station. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's mm-hmm. never come into play mm-hmm. for me. Okay. But um, – you know, like Get we've it. always been somewhat matched. I actually did date someone in high school that was kind of similar to this situation. In fact, oh, really? you and I <clears throat> discovered probably about 20, 20 years ago that oh, your no. dad worked with his dad. Do you remember? We figured mm. this out. I don't want to say the name. We took a quick break because we wanted to talk about specific people off the air. While what you missed was my sister was married to somebody whose family owned franchises of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And Stephanie thought (laughs) that the mom (laughs) just randomly showed up with Kentucky Fried Chicken to every party. (laughs) Because I was always like, what? Who eats Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. like this? Yeah, she would bring it because yes. It. Well, of course it makes sense now. <laughs> this whole time, I thought she just was the chicken lady. Like she just brought chicken. Oh my god, <laughs> that's really funny. You and I could go for Kentucky Fried Chicken. <sighs> I mean, yeah, if you want to spend the day on the toilet, I See, love it, it so much. It affect me. No, it upsets my stomach terribly. I think one of the the worst curses I've ever been given is I have an iron drum as a stomach. Ah, uh, I like don't. you can put whatever you want in there. Mm-mm. I mean, except, don't get, go ahead. Except, except vitamin D, vitamin D. For some reason, yeah, I that get is all, so like, freaking from weird. Vitamin D. Yeah. See, weird. I will put anything into my stomach because I love to eat, and I will actually eat until I make myself sick. Yeah. But I will yeah. get sick. Like I do have. Yeah. Like my stomach doesn't like stuff, but I eat it anyway. No, I just, whatever. Dump it in there. Dump it it's in. Fine. Dump it in. So Jess has a huge library in his house with a ladder. Mm-hmm. And Claire pulls a book from the shelf and Jess tells her to take it. And it's a Hayes McGowan book or whatever his name is. And Jess says, when do you think we should tell my parents we're engaged? And she's like, what? We're engaged? We've only been dating three months. And he says, I don't care. We should get married. I'll give you your own house full of art and books and ladders. And I mean, what girl's going to say no to this? No one. I was saying he, yes. 
pick me enough i mean he you know he's a little short he's but a little he's short, cute enough but he yeah. you can tell he's he's very sweet and he's it comes from a genuine place yeah i agree she probably really to, hurt him so she really did claire tries to sneak into hay's workshop in modern day and she can't amy flags her down and then claire calls danny and she's telling him how awful everything is but then she has to hang up real quick because she sees hayes getting into a hot tub we need to talk about this so in the hot tub oh no wait sorry no okay. you're right because she does she goes to the hot tub yeah but in the past real quick we see claire mm. bringing jess home to meet mom and mom sees an engagement ring on her finger and we learn that it is jess's grandma's engagement ring mm-hmm there's that did i ever tell you i lost my grandmother's wedding ring no yeah my grandma b my dad gave it to me fancy. after she died fancy my fancy is fancy. my grandmother my other grandmother's name do you remember I have, when i coined her being called fancy? it was perfect i know it totally was i have graham and then i have fancy so mm-hmm. i got fancy's one carat engagement ring diamond when she died and I mean, she did not have a good marriage. But I don't know. I wanted that ring. Okay. But I think fate took it away from me. Mm, maybe you it like I mean? took the bad karma away from yes. you from it. Ooh. So I had I wore it to the hospital when I was in labor. You did. And I, I took notice. all my jewelry off because I wasn't expecting to go into labor. Because <gasps> I went to the doctor. I was having some pain. Yeah, I went to the doctor. I remember. They sent me right to the hospital. So I took my jewelry off there and I and never came home with it. Oh shit. I know. I mean that's sort of sad. But it is. And we we tore through everything and never oh, found it. Oh man, I'm sorry. Now I do have grams. I have grams. Okay. But I don't have fancy. So Okay. Yep. And my dad is so amazing. I'm like, Dad, I lost your dead mother's wedding ring. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Okay, shit happens, you know, whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he was like, it sucks, but what are you going to yeah. do? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it might have been meant to happen that way. That's that's what I'm wondering. Because that was a shit show. Yes. Yes. So in the hot tub, Claire talks to Hayes about a letter that she wrote him once. It was a story called The House with the Blue Canoe. And she wrote it on, she, she wrote it on the back of a napkin and sent it in or something. And supposedly he wrote back and said, keep going. There's potential here. And she says that letter has sustained her for like 20 years. Oh, my God. And then he admits, oh, my wife Morag was probably the one who wrote this. I didn't even read your letter. How heartbreaking. Did you feel heartbroken for her? Because I did. I think I have a tolerance for um, being disappointed by white male writers <laughs> okay so i'm gonna t- i was like yeah that tracks <laughs> so this reminded me of the time okay so you know that i'm like obsessed with suzanne vega yes. i love her music i've seen her a whole bunch of times okay so i used to joke that like every time i went to new york city i was gonna run into her and her dog mm. in central park because she was always like i loved her okay loved her A bunch of years ago, Patrick got tickets to go see her. It was like our second or third time. But I was super excited. We got like uh, tickets to go backstage and like with like a meet and greet. And I bought an album and wanted her to sign it. And I was so excited to meet her. 
And, you know, I did the whole like you go up there and I'm like trying not to fangirl because you don't want to be like that loser. But at the same time, like, I don't care. I want her to know that I love her. And I was just like, I love you so much. I've been listening to your music since I'm like seven or eight years old. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was so rude. Oh, my God. She was so rude, like not relatable at all, had zero personality. I was so heartbroken that I have never to this day intentionally played one of her songs because I'm I'm going to insert it upon editing right right here. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. seriously though it was really upsetting and that's why i think i felt so bad for her in that moment because that's immediately what i thought of like you have this idol i don't want to say like suzanne fagel was my idol but like i was i was telling a similar story i can't remember what it was about but we were at our local cider place and i was telling a similar story and the bartender george goes never meet your heroes seriously he's he's, like yeah he is not wrong Mm-hmm. That was yep. horrible. Yeah. Well, same thing is happening to our girl in the hot tub here. She is <sighs> devastated. So now at Claire's childhood home, Jess leaves to use the outhouse. And mom is like, you two are young and I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. And Claire's like, we're not. We're not you. I'm not you. And he's not dad. And I don't want to live like this forever. I want art and I want culture and I want rooms full of books. You don't fucking think Merritt Weaver doesn't want that shit? I know. But no kid thinks of How their mom you? like that. I know. It's so true, though. Think about it. My I kids know. aren't giving a shit that, like, you know, I'm not living my life out on a beach somewhere with a bunch of cats and butlers. And <laughs> My kids don't even care if I'm breathing, I think, half the well, time. Yes, they do. Jesus Christ. They yeah, you. because who would give them a ride? I would. okay so in current day amy confronts claire who's packing up to leave amy's like why are you not happy for me like i've been happy for you this was a good like they had it out and it was yeah um amy's like you got a book deal 16 years ago and i was there for you and i was happy through your everything your joys were my joys your sorrows were my sorrows and now you can't be happy for me when I got finally got something I wanted and I had to sit back and watch you get all the things you wanted. Mm. And Amy says, you just have to realize, like, you, you have to come to terms with, you didn't write the book, period. This scene, I thought about you the whole time. <laughs> and, like, our friendship. No, seriously. Because I'm like, that's such a raw conversation to have. And I'm like, oh We've my. We've had a couple of those. We have, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. I think- I think it makes your friendship stronger. I think and so I think too. It's, it's good for I them. think so too because I'm like, oh my god, I would never want you to feel that way, like not supported. And I yeah, hope that you I never agree. do. And no, then I it th- reminded me of <laughs> when oh, you no. really started like writing and were doing like readings, and I would go to all of them, mm-hmm. and I would. Be <laughs> all right, you guys. So Amy. We would be sitting in the audience listening to her, like, read something at, like, an event or whatever. You'd be, like, one of six people. That's not true. (laughs) One of them also being Amy's mom, Donna. 
And the funny thing is, like, we would sit there and Amy would start reading something like super emotional, like about your first marriage or trying to get pregnant or whatever it was. And Mm. like, it could be anything. And I immediately just start sobbing because I'm like, there's my girl. Look at my girl. She's doing things. I'm so proud of my girl. Like, I would literally be like crying in the audience and your mom would just be like sitting there smiling. But I'm the one like crying. Oh my God, that's so sweet. Um, every you time do, you you do come to everything, and I do really appreciate but that. I literally cry every time I see you in front of an audience because it's I'm like just your, so your proud of girl you. Grew up, yes, because I'm like so proud of you. No, people don't know. Like yeah. you worked so hard no. to be able to do those things. No, Amy. No, people need to listen to this, listeners. You guys. No, 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 I'm stopping you. You're not cutting this out. You guys, Amy has worked so fucking hard to be able to do the thing that she loves, and you don't take credit for that, and I hate it. Well, look, I saw an opportunity, like I saw a window, and I knew I had to jump on it. That's what I did, but I never could have done that without Timmy. Of course. And his support. Do you of know course, what I mean? Of course. But like how when many I had when I had my girls, I knew I had a certain amount of time that we would be able to exist without me working, which was only like 18 months. <laughs> right, but that's a huge sacrifice. So I just really quick went to school and and got no, that shit. Done. I guess but what I'm saying is next to Patrick, my husband, you mm-hmm. are the only person in the world that I know that is actually doing what they love. But it didn't come easy. You have worked really fucking hard. Well, thank and you. I, I am proud that. of you. I and I will that. continue to sit in the audience and cry <laughs> every time. Well, how do you feel about this podcast? I feel the same way. Like, because now you're in it. Well, no, but I have nothing to do with this. I just show up with my with my <laughs> sound issues and the clanking in the background. You have a lot to do with it. No, I don't. But I'm just saying, dude, you've been doing this a long time. It's fine. But I'm just saying that, like, that's something that you should really be proud of because I'm well, proud thank of you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm very proud out, of you. Oh, stop. Carry on. I Next. am. I have done I nothing. Am. I have done Dude, nothing. I tell everybody who listens, like, what an important job you have and how hard you work yeah. and how good your kids are. Like, you have a lot to be proud of. We both do, I guess. Okay. But oh, I love you. That's all. I love you. Okay. okay carry on. All right. So everybody hates us. So, our point is that sometimes you need to have these conversations and friendships mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. things build up and, you know, it's like you got to let that steam out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it does bring you closer, I think, if you do that rather than just letting it build up and resentment build up and then just not talking. Right. So one of the things that Amy says to Claire that's like really kind of oof, like a gut punch is – You didn't become the writer you thought you would become, and it's not my fault, and it's not Danny's fault or Ray's fault. And Claire's just like, uh, she just called me out completely on my shit. She was right. Now we see young Claire getting her wedding dress altered, and mom is, of course, like being a sage and just dispensing all these hashtag blessed wisdoms. And Claire says, do you think I'm making a mistake? And mom's like, this is not a runaway train. You could step off at any time. Amy. What? We need to stop again. 
I have all kinds of things. This episode was like such a reflection of things that happened in my own life. That literally happened five minutes before I married my first husband. It happened to me too. I said to my father, I don't know that I can do this. And he was like, you don't have to. And I literally, I swear to you on his grave and everything that I care about, I said to my dad, but everyone is here. Yep. And everybody's here and everything is paid for and everybody spent so much money. So I just did it because I was embarrassed not to. Same exact thing happened. That's exactly what happened. My dad was like, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, yes, I do. I know. You know? know. Yeah. Guys, pro tip. Don't give a fuck about the money. Like if you don't want to get married, don't get married. Listen to your gut. Your gut will never steer you wrong ever. It never does. Look look at it this way. What you're losing on the money for the wedding, you're going to spend on a divorce. Yes. And more. And that's going to be more expensive and messier. And the divorce party. Yep. Save it. No. Don't get swept up into like that sunken cost fallacy. Like I'm yeah. so much into this. I got to keep going. Yep. No. That's what we did. Yep. And, and look at us how happy us. we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy now. It took a long fucking time to get there though. So current Claire, it did. Current Claire comes back to the room. It's the next day after the fight. And she says to Amy, I didn't realize that you wanted kids. And Amy says, I'm tired of people looking at me like I'm some kind of unrealized woman because I'm not a mother. I know. I thought that was really I know. I wrote that down too. And Claire assures Amy that she's awesome. And she once worked a double shift with the plum stuck in her vagina. So Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So now they cuddle up and Claire tells her about Hayes. Later, Claire shows Hayes her letter. And she's asking him to sign it. So they're in like the book signing line. Mm -hmm. And as she's in line, she hears people behind her talking about how great the Dear Sugar column is. That was so great, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And she decides to let Hayes keep the letter. But she does have him sign the book. And he writes, he's like, who should I give it to? And she said, to Sugar. Mm -hmm. So he writes it to Sugar. Then she writes back to the advice seekers. And she talks about marrying Jess And said there was a small voice inside of her that said, go, even though he is kind and faithful and good to you, she says, even if you don't know why you can't stay, once you hear that voice, you have to listen. There are so many reasons we should stay, but there is only one reason to go just because you want to, Mm. because wanting to leave is enough. Now, at home, we see Danny reading the column. Claire comes in and she pours her heart out to him. She's like, I'm so sorry. I realize now like I've been trying to get out of this hole and I've been blaming you and I've been blaming Ray and I did betray your trust because I disappeared. I emotionally bailed and I haven't felt alive, but I'm working on something right now and I really think it's worth something. And this reminds me, this reminds me of when I was uh, starting this podcast. I said to Timmy, I'm just going to throw all my eggs in this basket. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to throw everything at the wall and give it everything for one year. And if it fails in a year, I'll never do it again. It's not going to. But, yeah. So, guys, please leave us a review. (laughs) (laughs) Only good ones. (laughs) Um, So, she's working on something she really likes it. She's quitting her job. Then he says, I'm happy for you, but I don't want to do this anymore. And he says, 
I'm going because I want to, and sometimes wanting to leave is enough. End of episode, girl. Yikes. Yikes. What do you think? Um, I thought it was excellent. It's so good. I mean, it has totally redeemed itself. Yes. I'm trying to think of what. So I have issues with the next episode, which we'll talk about, but okay. this was a solid episode. It was a solid. A- again, it's real specific. Like if you've been at those writers conferences, I totally got all of that. Um, but I think it could apply to just any kind of conference or genre Definitely. or any kind of, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, but I thought it was great. I loved seeing Amy. I loved seeing that whole flashback of Me how too. she meets Jess. I thought it was really great. We needed to see, because we that whole thing with the marriage to him made no sense to me. So I needed that. Yeah, and I was glad I that that ironed itself out. I agree. All right, guys. Um, if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at Little Miss Recap. And guess what, Steph? We have a website now. Ooh, what is it? Where Little can Miss they find Re- us? LittleMissRecap.com. And there you can leave reviews there. You can find all the episodes. You can even send us email. You can do whatever you need to. And please do, because we want to know your thoughts. Please do. Please do. Merritt um, Weaver. I- if you're listening, Merritt Weaver, Merritt Weaver, slide and into my DMs. DMs. What are, you, what are you doing? Seriously. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.